Blog Talk Radio. Um, this is Evangelist Mary Scott, and I want to welcome you all into um, my segment of Iron Sharpens Iron. And today I just want to share with you what God put in my heart. I'm so glad to be back with y'all tonight. Y'all don't know, I had to give the devil what my mama called a black eye because he'd been, he been really, really, really um, laying it on me. And, I mean, it. Was, I can't even blame it all on the devil. Let me say, I allowed him to whisper in my ear and let the things of life that was actually happening put a standstill and stagnate me spiritually and stagnate me physically. And I, and I assume I could say stagnate me mentally, but I thank God for a snapback that God has prepared me. He's been putting people in my life that have made me sit and think, let's snap back. So I want to just share with you, I'm not going to be before you long. I'm only going to give you what God gave me and then I'm in and out the way. But I want to start and say um, that my title for today is A Seed in Comparison to Us. And and it came about when I asked God what did he want me to talk about to his people today. A couple of weeks ago, one of my um, lady friends, I believe she's a, a first lady, she was um, speaking on some things that God had put in her heart, and it just resonated in my spirit for the last two weeks because that word reached me, and it was, and she was speaking on um, Psalms 126, 4 through 6, and it, and, and it says, and now, God, do it again, from the Message Bible is where I'm reading, it's Psalms 26, 4 through 6, it says, and now, God, do it again, bring rains to our drought-stricken lives, so those who planted their crops in despair will shout yes at the harvest. So those who went off with heavy hearts will come home laughing with armloads of blessings. And the King James Version of that says they come back home rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. And I, first let me stop right there. That thing hit me so hard because sometimes we do be in despair. People think because you saved you don't be in despair. People think because you saved you don't get sick. People think because you saved and you don't get, uh, I won't say depressed because I don't claim depressed, but you don't get discouraged. You don't get, you, people think when you live a life for Christ that you don't get none of these things, but we are human. But we as saints need to learn how to take hold of it and shift it and tell the Lord, strengthen me and tell the devil not so. Tell the devil, you know, you are illegal. We have the authority. God gave us the authority to speak to these things and tell them that they are illegal in our lives. I thank God that he kept me. I thank God that he kept my mind. I ain't never lost my praise. I ain't never lost my hope. I ain't never lost none of that. But he did take my strength, and he did take a little bit of my zeal, which would have motivated me to get up. But I thank God that he kept me. For somebody else to come along, like they say, one plant, one water, and God get the increase, I was already planted. I just needed some water. I was in a drought-stricken place. And when she read that thing to me, that thing 
resonated in my soul. I promise you, everybody I ran across that was going through something, I reposted that thing. I spoke that thing. And um, I passed it along because if it blessed me, then I was sure that it would bless somebody else. So that thing, when I asked God what did he want me to speak about tonight, that popped up in my spirit and said, what you been resonating on for weeks? Do it again, God. And guess what? The whatever the it is in your life, whatever it is, God, do it again. Bring rains to our drought-stricken lives so that we can come back with, with, with um, laughter and our loads of blessings. I thank God for that. I mean, I promise you, that thing hit me. And I was so I was so grateful that he blessed me to, to open my eyes and get back in because you know I wasn't doing anything I wasn't I wasn't go I wasn't even going to church for about three weeks because my body um, was just hurting and I've been having tests and, and things like that because those that don't know I was living I'm living still currently in an, in an environment that I've been breathing mold for over a year. So, yes, I have been affected by the mold, but I have not been affected to a death state. I have not been affected to where I've been hospitalized. I could tell my breathing is affected. I could tell my heart rate, my blood pressure. But, God, all things happen for a reason. God is taking anything that happens to us is not for us. It's for the testimony for somebody else. So I know that what I'm dealing with and what I'm going through is just a testimony for the person that I'll meet today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, 10 years from now. But I thank God that he allowed me because people are dying every day. But God allowed me and kept me to be here, to come up again, to get back in the house again, to get back on my broadcast again. I just thank God that he has kept me and he has given me a word to share with you because this word moved me. And so when I stopped and it said that the King James Version says, coming back home rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Now I had to look up sheaves because I can't talk to you about sheaves if I didn't look it up. So sheaves symbolize immortality and resurrection. But like many symbols, it can have many meanings. For example, the sheaf of wheat can represent the body of Christ, and wheat can also represent a long life usually more than three score and ten, more than 70 years. So um, that scripture was just all about me. And I know I shared it with other people, but it read me first. To bring in the sheaves refers to the idea that one day believers will come before the Lord, bringing others with them, witnessing and evangelism, you know, to get these people kingdom building is what I call it, with whom they have shared and now, God, do it again. Oftentimes, we operate still with heavy hearts. We are in a drought-stricken state, and that was me. Still showing up, still serving, still witnessing, never stopped witnessing the people, still praying, never stopped praying for people, still singing, still pressing on, but still in despair, Lord, whatever your it is, God, do it again. And that just, that, that, that just motivated me. And then I went on to listen to another sister who started talking about a seed. But she was talking about planting seeds. And I think she was talking about planting seeds spiritually. But my mind went over, and then I started comparison. See, she triggered my mind to want to dig deeper. So I started comparison us as saints to the actual seed 
Because we always throw away half faith, bigger than a mustard seed, oh, plant the seed, and somebody else will water it, and God will get the increase. But it made me think about a seed. I wanted to know the process of a seed. So when I looked up the process of a seed, a seed is alive while it waits. Lord, that was me, God. I was waiting on a change, but I wasn't moving towards the change, which made me think about what I used to say years ago. If I go in my kitchen and get to get a glass of water, and I stick the glass under the faucet, and I never turn on the faucet, I'm standing there waiting on water. The water is available, but I didn't do the process to get it. So I call the water department and say, hey, my water, I can't get no water. And they say, well, you're not disconnected. But I didn't use the process to get it, and it was right there and available. So I thank God that he showed me that I was, uh, I was, I was in a waiting stage. I was dormant, and I didn't realize I was dormant. Just listening to the enemy tell me what all was wrong instead of listening to God telling me what all is right. So an acorn, for an example, an acorn on the ground is just as alive as the 300-year-old oak tree that towers over it that it fell from. Neither one is growing, but both of them are in waiting. So most people see an acorn on the ground, they think it's dead because it's just laying there on the ground and it ain't attached to nothing. It's just it. But it's alive and it's waiting. It has a process. What are we doing while we're waiting? The seed, a seed is the embryo of a new plant and as such is a living thing but in a dormant state, as many of us are. What's, that's the drop place I spoke of earlier. The dormant stage requires being buried in soil or other suitable matter to trigger off the renewal process. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere in the spirit. Because what we don't realize is that when we plant the seeds physically, we don't dig down deep enough to hit water. Most of us don't even know that there is a, there is a level of water deep down in the ground, but we never dig deep enough when we plant the seed to reach it. We just go a little bit under the soil enough to cover the seed up. But we don't know that if we get on down in that trough, there is water underground that would feed it. So I'm going to get there. We don't dig deep enough to hit the water. Whatever that has life before it goes up, it first must go down. So when you when that seed begins to germinate, it don't just sprout out the ground. Hey, here I am, and you see results and progress. No, that seed starts germinating and cracking open and getting into the next stages. It goes down first to reach that water. It goes downwards and takes root. And that's what we need to do spiritually. The, honey, we think ain't nothing going on, but it is. So to hit water, whatever it has life before it goes up, it must first go down. A seed survives off of water. And I, and, I, and, I, and I compared the water to the word because that's what it is. The living word is the water. So the seed, in order to survive, faith, we need the water. We need the word. And oxygen, it needs oxygen. That's the Holy Spirit because the, the oxygen is a life-supporting component of the air. That's the Holy Spirit. We need that. So right, and it also needs a right temperature to germinate, to come into existence and develop. We need to be in the right place at the right time, under the right teachings, and in the right company, you know, even the company we keep can set us in a dormant state. We need to be set in the right place so that we can come into existence and develop. 
this thing was good to me. I hope it's blessing y'all. This thing was so good to me. So then I wanted to know the four stages of a germination process because I want to know now, God, where I'm at. What am I doing? What What is going on in my life? So the first stage is the in, in forgive me if I don't say this word correctly, but Lord knows, imbibition, which means that the water fills the seed. The water fills the seed, y'all. We the seed. Remember, it was dehydrated and dormant. We need to be filled with the word. And I know we hear the word three, four times a week or more, but we leak. Especially when we pour into others, we need a constant refilling. And number two, the number two stage is the water activates enzymes that begin to plant or the living things, you know, or living things that grow. Enzymes store protein for the growing seed, as we as saints need to store the word in our hearts so that when we need an uplifting or we need an encouragement or we need renewing of our mind or we need a restoration, we have a reserve. We have a reserve. And ain't, like that song say, encourage yourself. Somebody ain't going to always be around to encourage you. You are your biggest encouragement. So we need to get that reserve in our heart. So that's the water and the activation of it, the, the enzymes. Then the seed, number three, the seed grows shoots. They are actually called shoots. The, the seed grows shoots that grows towards the sun. They said the S-U-N, but I'm growing towards the S-O-N. So I said, okay, God, I see you. This is the germination stage, which is growth, and that's what the germination stage is growth. When the seed absorbs the water in the inhibition stage, which is the beginning, from the soil, this triggers root growth. Good God Almighty. That's when we started right there, the root growth, to allow the seed to get more water, creating a storage place or reservoir. When, the store, when we store the word in our hearts, it creates a zeal, it creates a desire, it creates a thirst for more of the same, if I can say it that way. The shoots that we all call sprouts that are visible now above ground, what we can see and call progress. Because if we can't see something, we think ain't nothing going on. If we can't see with our eyes, we think nothing is happening. But it's all happening beneath the surface. God is working on us on the inside and will manifest at its appointed time. These shoots are searching for the sun. They say it again, the S-U-N. I say again, the S-O-N. As we become thirsty for the word, are you looking for the sun? Not the S-U-N. But the S-O-N. So after the shoot reaches the ground, it leaves, after the shoot reaches the ground, it leaves form of the leaf in the produce food, and it produces food for the plant, and it gives their color and absorbs light and energy. Over my, our minds and hearts play this role for us. I look at our, at first I thought our arms was our leaves because I, I pictured out the leaves on each side of the stem as open arms. But when I thought about it, and it said that it absorbs the light and energy, and it gives color, it gives our character, then our minds and our hearts play this role for us. This is the fourth stage. The leaves, the leaves begin a photomorphogenesis when growth patterns respond to light. Some rely on light signals to determine when to switch from vegetative stage to flowering. 
Everything down to a plant does what it was created to do without being asked, begged, or bribed, or bargaining with. Are you using the sun and the light of this world to guide you to be a usable vessel? Are you stagnated or in a drought-stricken state? If so, I encourage you again to read Psalms 126, 4 through 6, and say that God can be able and can and will do it again. What is your do it again? What do you need God to do again in your life? Not even looking at the next person, but what can he do again in your life that might actually trigger an effect to somebody else's life? So you can be the cause and effect of somebody else again. So I just was so touched and so moved and so blessed by both women, and I grabbed something from both of them and put it all together and did some digging and molding them and got some old answers to compare us because everything in this world we can be compared to. We can see it spiritually and not just carnally. We can see everything that he is doing, you know, in our lives spiritually and carnally. You can compare it, everything. We are just like that. So I thank God that I ain't looking for the S-U-N for energy and and life and strength. I'm looking for the S-O-N. And I thank God that for Psalms 126, 4 through 6, guess what, God? Do it again. Do it again. So I'm really done. But if anybody got something they want to share with me and we can talk about it, let's have it. Because I am so overwhelmed. I am so elated that I'm back. I am so um I'm just I'm just overjoyed. I am. I'm just I'm just glad. People dying all around, things going on all around. But God, you still got your hand on me. God, you still teaching me. God, you still grow he didn't even get fed up and say, you know what? She stagnated again. I'm gonna leave her over there. Oh, she she dormant again. Let me leave her over there. We get that way. We're human. But I thank God that He never gives up and that He will send a person, He will send a text message, He will send a song, He will send a Facebook post. Whenever I'm going through something and I go on Facebook, it looks like all these posts are talking about me. All of these, and I don't mean people's posts. I mean things that are are religious posts that come up. It looks like God speaking through them or some of my memories that came up from one year, five years, ten years. they speaking out at the right time to me to grow me. I just thank God for it. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just I'm all over the place with it because he's just showing me so many things all at once. I really didn't know which way to go tonight. As you can see, I combined two two of the things that moved me the most and just shared it with you. But we all can put ourselves in this place. We all have been there. I thank God that y'all ain't been there and y'all didn't fall off because God knows. But, But I thank God for picking me back up and putting me back on track because I am so, so grateful. I am so grateful for what he is doing in our lives and in my life, you know, and he just keeps showing himself up. He just keeps letting me know, I got you. I got you. Is there anybody that want to talk to me? Come on, talk to me. I know I ain't the only one. I know I ain't the only one. You know, that's when I was teaching my, I, was, I teach the children Sunday school from ages three to seven, and I was telling them today, we are human and the thing that we do to stay on track, it's not hard to be righteous. It's really not. 
people just choose to not be righteous, and that's easier for them, but it's really not easy to be unrighteous because you got all of the mess that come along with it. It's so easy to be righteous. It's so easy to do the right thing. I was teaching them about King David. He was looked upon as just. He was the just king because he was righteous and he was fair. And like I told the kids in my class this morning, when you make a mistake, we are human. We are going to make mistakes. The thing to get back on track is to stop, dead in your tracks, and say, uh-uh, I decided I was going to do better. Apologize. Make it right. Because if you don't and you think about, dang, I was wrong and I should have made it right, and then you don't, after time go by, you might actually forget what you did. Sometimes you can forget why you ain't speaking to somebody. You can forget what somebody did to you that made you angry and you ain't speaking to them, ain't spoke to them in five years, but you can't even remember why. Because if we don't make it right at the time, then we can forget, and it's so much easier to make it right right then. It is so much easier. I thank God that he do give me that, that he does keep me on track with that, because I have had people do me wrong intentionally, and the Lord had them come to me more than one occasion in tears and say, I did you wrong intentionally, and every time I did something or said something to you, you said something sweet or you did something sweet, and I said, dang, she did it again. That let me know that killing with kindness is real and that because they couldn't transform me to act like them, it hurt them more that I stayed on task and stayed on course than it did if I had acted out of character and acted like them. I thank God for that because everybody don't have that testimony. I thank God for that. My kids say, Mom, you just let people do stuff to you over and over and over again. No, God said when you forgive, you're supposed to treat that person as if it never happened, and I do. If I said I forgive you, I don't even think about it no more. I treat you like it never happened, and I say, that's what we have to do, and we teach our kids this because, no, you're not being used because I'm being used by the one that I want to be used by, and that's God. So I am so, so happy that God is working with me and dealing with me so he can get me back on track that I might be the daughter that he is calling me to be, that I might be the light that somebody else needs to see. How about some people ain't never going to go to church? Some people that used to go to church and the pandemic made them – Stop, and they was doing it virtually. Guess what? The falling away. When I was out of church for a couple of weeks, I decided I was going to get out from my sick bed. That was draining me more to stay in it than go to church. When I went in the bathroom, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, the great falling away. He said, it's not, the, it's not the sinners that I'm talking to. It was the saints. And I said, God, I'm not going to be a part of that. The great falling away is churches that was open that closed ain't going to never open no more. People that had a zeal to go to church and a zeal for God, now they done got lazy and stagnated, and they want to just sit home and look at it on live. Ain't nothing wrong with live if you can't get to church, but I promise you ain't nothing like the presence in the building itself. So I just want to know if anybody with me, it got to be somebody out there with me. Come on and share with me because I do thrive and grow off of the testimonies and the, and the words off of other people as well, as you can see. So come on, y'all, and talk to Miss Mary. And if not, I'm going to call it a night, and I'm going to tell you I have given you what God gave me. I have shared with you what God shared with me. I have um, expressed my testimony to you, and I will be done and call it a night if there's no caller because ain't no need in prolonging what God already said. 
So if it's not anybody else that wants to come on and say anything to me, I'm going to turn it over to uh, Minister Hudson so that he can do the uh, call to salvation because that's what it's about. It's about souls. What are we doing? If all of, you know what, well, you know what makes heaven happy? Two things make heaven rejoice. Two things, only, only two things I know of that make heaven rejoice, and that's when a soul comes to Christ, and that is when, um, Lord, the devil trying to take it from me. And when we out there winning souls for Christ, when somebody comes to Christ, and, um, Lord, the devil trying to take it out of my tongue, but that's one of them, and that's what we need to be doing. That's the main one we need to be doing, because if we all go out there and witness and get one, one soul per day, guess what? That's 365 a year. And those, and then you putting them, them jewels and them, st- them stones in your crown that he's going to present you with when you leave here. Okay, you might be saved and you're going to heaven, but what rewards are you going to get after you get to heaven? Because we get rewards and stones and, 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 and stuff for what we do. But I don't, honey, I just want to be pleasing in his sight, and I want a kingdom build, and I want to encourage the next one to come on in and stay the, the course. Stay the course. Look for the S-O-N and not the S-U-N. So that's my piece. Uh, Minister Hudson, you got the floor for the call of salvation. Okay, so I'll do the call of salvation, and afterwards I'll do the announcements, and I'll hand the show back over into your hands. Yes, okay, sir. so so real quickly, we're going to go through um, the call of salvation. And the call of salvation is real simple, and all you have to do is everybody thinks that this is a, a grandiose event that has to happen. But it's only a grandiose, uh, you know, a, a, a event for one person. That's you, and it's really cementing your relationship with God, and just let Him know that you accepted His only Son, that His only begotten Son that died on the cross of Calvary for your for our sins, for each and every one of us. And when He did that, He offered us a sacrifice. He offered us a sacrifice, a way of salvation. And if you accept that. All you had to do is simply say out your mouth and say, I accept your sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ, of dying on the cross for me. He died for my sins, and I want to renounce my ways, and I wish to change myself. I wish to begin anew. And once you said that, or anything that you have placed in your heart to say to him, then you are saved. And all you had to do is just let someone know. Just tell anyone. You know, your mom, you can tell your father, your friend. You can text someone. You can shout it out as loud as you want. And once you do that, you know, you're saved. And the next, you know, step that we suggest that you do is that you find a Bible-believing, preaching sanctuary that will nurture you in the word of Christ. And we all need that nurturement, just like, uh, you know, Evangelist Mary was just saying earlier, you know, about the seed. You know, a seed needs nurturement so it can become what it's, you know, made to be. And uh, it's the same thing with you. Uh, So you do need to be nurtured in the word. And um, if you can't find that church home, you know, uh, we thank God that Purpose Kingdom Network is here, and we broadcast almost each and every night that we can. And uh, real quickly, I'll go ahead to the announcements. This is a product of Purpose Kingdom Network, and I'd like to thank each and every one of you for listening to us for tonight's broadcast. No matter where in the world you are, uh, we'd like to thank you. Uh, Whether you're listening to us online or you're calling us or listen to us via phone, uh, we just thank you and we re- really appreciate your listenership and your support for us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. For those that uh, also share with their friends and family members and letting them know that uh, Purpose Kingdom Network is on, on the air. 
Anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And once we do a live broadcast, you can call in at the, at, at the number of 319-527-6091. And anytime you want to talk to any of our hosts, you can press the number one and we'll get you on the air. And we also are, are do have past and previous shows that you can go ahead and listen to in its entirety and at your convenience. And you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. All you have to do is just simply type in the show name or the host name and you can hear that and you can get in to listen to that show. Uh, we also have a radio network, uh, pkn.com, where we have 24 hours of musical content where you can uh, hear music of praise 24 hours a day. And from time to time, we do a rebroadcast of one of our shows. Uh, also, uh, stay tuned because uh, we are still working on getting radiocode.com back up. Uh, when we'll have it up, we'll uh We'll make the announcements on our various media pages, and uh, one of them is on Facebook, and it's Purpose Kingdom at Facebook, where you can just go ahead and like us, and you can see our upcoming shows and advertisements. Tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour, we're going to have Judah Fire, and that's going to be hosted by Pastor Montez O. So with God's will and God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for Judah Fire, and that's going to be hosted by Pastor Montez O. Okay, and... um. With that being said, uh, that's going to be the end of the announcements. Uh, please uh, look us up on all media platforms where podcasts are broadcasted and just type in Purpose Kingdom and like us, and there you'll get to hear each and every episode of our podcast. And uh, with that being said, we thank each and every one of you once again. And uh, Evangelist Mary, I'm going to hand the show back in your hands. Well, thank you. And I just want to say, um, again, thank you for tuning in with me. Thank you for um, listening to me. I hope that something that was said um, touched somebody somewhere in some area of their life. I hope that, you know, that God used these lips to bring some kind of joy, some kind of life, and some kind of understanding to a soul. And um, I'm just grateful. Like I said, I thank you, God. I just want to say um Thank you, God, for moving me out the way, Lord. I thank you for this word that you gave me, God. Let it even work on me first, God. It has worked on me first, and let it continue to develop me. Let it continue to discipline me. Let it continue to um, be shared out to those in need of it, God. I thank you, Lord, for Perfect Kingdom Network, God. I really do. I thank you, Lord, for all of the ministers that are abroad this uh, panel, God, I ask you, Lord, to just go into each one of their homes and each one of their lives, and, Lord, do a new thing, God. Do it again, God. And now, God, do it again, honey, greater than before, God, greater things, God, we will do that you said we could do, God. And I thank you, Lord, and I just want to say good night, and I love you. And as we leave from this place, but never from his presence, be blessed on purpose. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. He saved me, I 